Now on to the report. Welcome back to Reborn Report. I'm DJ Pfeiffer. And I'm Don Pfeiffer. And today, we're back from a week break, Dad. Yeah, and well, we had to, we didn't post a episode last week. You had a very busy week last yeah. week. Um, you had three major tests. Yep, three exams. College exams. And then you were preparing for this long journey to the state of Michigan. Yeah, yeah, I was. And uh, why to, were you going to Michigan? To see my girlfriend. To see his girlfriend. Yeah. And uh, so he was excited and anxious for that. And we had to get his old car ready. Your car's got pretty close to 200,000 miles. Yeah, but it made the trip all right. Well, 500 miles listen, there, 500 miles back. Hey, before you left, we prayed, didn't we? Yeah. And you had perfect weather on the way out. Yeah, I had beautiful sunny weather the entire way up. You had a police escort halfway through the state of Ohio. Yeah, starting in Pennsylvania, I followed a sheriff all the way through like half of Ohio. So that and, was nice. You know, we prayed that God would put a guardian angel in your car or above your car or take care of you. And well, we... my old car made it a thousand mile round trip. <laughs> so Yeah, thank God for that. So, and that took a lot of time to get all that stuff ready and organized and with the school. So we missed an episode and I don't, I don't like missing. I like doing an episode every week, but. Yeah, but we were going on a two or three months where we were posting an episode every week and getting ready for these episodes is a, takes a lot of time. Yeah, it does. So a week break was not a bad thing. It's glad to be back though. Yeah, we're glad to be back. Yeah. Well, I would like to talk about something a little different it's an important subject but it's it, it, it's about what we believe and why we believe and i i want to call this series or topic for the next couple of weeks anyway true christianity hmm. what is it you know what is true christianity uh, there's a lot of people that call themselves christians that think you can get to heaven by just being good yeah by being a good person you like to save or say saved by the old rugged cross, not the red cross. Yeah, we're saved by the old rugged cross, not the red cross. Not that I don't want you're going to get people mad at us, TJ. The red cross is a lot of good things. We're not saying that, but the Bible says not by works of righteousness. Yeah, we're not saying that they're bad. that you have done, but according to His mercy, He saves us. That's why you say the old rugged cross, right? And, and you're just saying the red cross as good works, right? And there is one famous Bible verse that most people know. Is it the one that's on signs at every single sporting event? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's holding a sign. That You're says right about John three sixteen. Yeah, and what does that verse say? It says, "For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, so that whoever believe in Him should not perish but have everlasting life." That's pretty awesome. God loved us that much that He gave us His Son, and all we had to do is believe in Him and in what He did, what He stood for, what what His works were, what He came to do. That's what we have to believe in. And then we get to heaven. Mm -hmm. We don't have to, we won't perish. You know, true Christianity teaches that we could never pay the debt that we owe for sin. And so God himself became a man and paid that debt for us. That's awesome. Yeah. But let me play the role of the doubter. Okay. Say, 
done, but why should anyone believe that Jesus lived or that he was anything more than just a good man who taught with a lot of wisdom? You know, I've heard a lot of people say that. Yeah. That he was just a good man that did good things. Well, first I'll say this. There's plenty of recorded history that shows that Jesus was a real man who yeah. lived on earth. Yep. And he also claimed to be the son of God. And that's what a lot of people have a problem with. Yeah. That's what the Pharisees had a problem with. That's for sure. Jesus said that only those who believed in him, who he was, could have eternal life. Now, I'll say this. Either he was telling the truth or he was lying, or he was just crazy. <laughs> and if you think about it, you can't say that Jesus was just a good man. You know, either what Jesus said was true for everyone, or isn't true for anybody. Interesting. Here's the doubter again, though, Dad. But why should anybody believe that Jesus was telling the truth? Well, that's a good question. And... Well, I'll say this for starters. People that lie mm. or crazy people don't live a life of selflessness that Jesus lived. Think about that. You mean selflessness? Uh, yeah, I just can't say it right. Okay, teeth. just making sure. <laughs> you know, Jesus is the only truly selfless person who has ever lived. Mm. Can you think of anybody more so? No, not even close. No. But there are a lot more reasons for us to believe that he was telling the truth. And Gigi, I think we should give our audience just a few examples of how we know that Jesus was not only who he said he was, but he was telling the truth. Yeah, that's a good idea. Why don't you start by reading John chapter 21, starting with verse 24. John 21, 24 through 25 says, this disciple is the one who testifies to these events and has recorded them here. That's John saying Yeah, that. John's talking about himself. Mm -hmm. And we know that his account of these things is accurate. Jesus also did many... Because he saw it. Yeah, he saw it. Yeah, okay. He's writing what he saw. Right. And he says in verse 25, Jesus also did many other things. If they were all written down, I suppose the whole world could not contain the books that he that would be written. You know, he was talking about, if you go back further on, he's talking about all the miracles that Jesus did right. while he was on earth. Uh, and he's saying that he, you couldn't record everything. There was too he, many. Yeah. Like DJ just read, many of those miracles are recorded in Scripture. But he did far more than that. Right. Furthermore, there are accounts written by secular authors outside of the Bible. Mm -hmm. You know, somebody said, well, that's, of course, that's Bible. I don't believe in the Bible. Well, what about people, historians outside of the Bible? You know, one of them was a well-known, highly regarded Jewish historian named Josephus. I remember reading about Josephus. Yeah. And he... he documented a lot of in writings and, and, and what Jesus did that and he he wasn't influenced by Christianity. He was he just was Jewish. A, he yeah. was just a historian. So with all the recorded history that we have, we know that Jesus did heal the sick, he did raise the dead, and he did give sight to the blind, mm. as many other miracles. Right. And all the miracles he performed if you think about it, are 
humanly impossible without supernatural invention, intervention and power. Yeah. Uh, also, there are countless miracles that are still being performed today in church, all in the name of Jesus. That's right. And also, the Bible contains over 300 prophecies about Jesus that were written 400 years or more before Jesus was ever even yeah. born. Now, this is a big one. Yeah. And, and I'll say that again. The Bible contains over 300 prophecies yeah. that were written four to 500 years prior to Jesus being born. But here's the thing, Dad. He fulfilled every single one of them. <laughs> we talked about uh, this before, but he's, he fulfilled every single prophecy that was written about that him. How could you if you, as, a, as just a mere man, you know, DJ, many of those prophecies that Jesus fulfilled, he had absolutely no control over. And I'll give you a few examples. Hmm. The place he was born. Right, yeah. Talks about that in Micah 5.2. Jesus fulfilled that. How he would die. Talks about that in Isaiah 53 and in Psalm 22. Mm -hmm. How could he control that? That his hands and his feet would be pierced. Again, in Psalms 22, the soldiers would cast lot for his clothes. Again, in Psalms 22. I think those were verses 16 and around 18, yeah, if you want to look in Psalms. Up. What about this? That he would be sold for 30 pieces of silver. Hmm. That was talked about in Zechariah chapter 11. Also in uh, Matthew uh, chapter 26. Yes, it was. What about this one? He was buried with the rich. Isaiah prophesied that four or five hundred years before Jesus was ever born. Right. And in Isaiah 53. Yeah, and uh, it was confirmed in Matthew verse, or chapter 27. Right. Now, that's just to name a few, and the list goes on and on. Uh, but I want to talk, talk about this. There was a man named Peter Stoner. We've talked about him before on the podcast. Exactly. A long time when ago, we when were we first started. When we were talking about, is God real, is the Bible true? We were talking about the prophecy in the Bible. Exactly. Well, Peter Stoner was a chairman of the Department of Mathematics and Astronomy at Pasadena City College, as well as a couple other prominent colleges. I don't remember their names, but throughout his long career. He illustrated this in his, he had a, wrote a well-known book called Science Speaks. Never read it. Yeah, I never have either. But in that book, he calculated the statistical probability of any one man fulfilling just eight of the 300 biblical prophecies about Jesus. Eight is a small fraction of 300. Exactly. <laughs> you know, DJ, listen to this. He determined mathematically now, this guy was a mathematician, a professor of mathematics. Yeah. He determined mathematically that the odds are one in 100 quadrillion. I think it's pronounced quadrillion I, or something. I don't, it's so I don't, big, I've never even said the word. It's one with 17 zeros. Yeah, I wrote it down here, Dad. I'll put it up on the screen for the people at home. Yeah. Look at how big that number is. <sighs> it's 10 to the 17th power. I'd like to have that much money. You would? <laughs> and you would you couldn't even count it. No. It'd take you your entire lifetime. The point is, that's the odd of just odds of just fulfilling eight. 
Yeah. And DJ already said, we already found out from Scripture, it's proven, that Jesus fulfilled over 300 he is a small fraction Old of Testament prophecies hundreds of years before he ever If we have born. any really smart people watching this podcast, figure out the probability of him doing all of them. To me, that's the deal maker. But I mean, Peter Stoner, Dad, how can you not believe in God and Jesus in the Bible when, I mean, it's, how could anybody make that stuff up? You're not wrong. <laughs> but Peter Stoner uh, illustrated this by saying that if you take a hundred quadrillion silver dollars, it would cover the entire state of Texas, all the entire state, two feet deep. Wow. The entire state of Texas, two feet deep. That's how big that number is. That's 100, what? Silver, quad, 100 quadrillion silver dollars. I can't even say that word. So it'd be the entire state of Texas, two feet deep of silver dollars. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of silver dollars. Yeah. Now, to okay. continue on with his analogy, he okay. said, if you mark one of those silver dollars and okay. say, this is the specific silver dollar. Okay. Put a mark on it. Yeah. And then you hide it in with all the other ones. All, mix them all the up. State. Make it completely hide random. Hide it anywhere. Yeah. Make it completely random. Okay. And then you put a blindfold on some random guy. And you put them in the middle of Texas and you say... In the middle of those silver dollars. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you say, <laughs> yeah. you can walk around, go wherever you want. And when you feel ready, pick up one silver dollar. Bend down, pick one up. Pick one silver dollar randomly. Okay. Now, the odds of this guy picking up the marked silver dollar is the same as one man, Jesus, by mere chance fulfilling all eight prophecies that Stoner selected from the Bible. <laughs> So you think about that guy wandering around and, and two feet of silver dollars all across the entire state of Texas. And then picking up the right one. Yeah. That's the odds of fulfilling just eight. Just eight. And Jesus fulfilled over 300 people. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he is God. He is the son of God. There's no human possible way that a mere man could do what he did. But yeah, it yeah. takes divine truth and divine intervention only that could accomplish such a thing as what jesus did and that fact alone should be enough for anybody it to blows believe my mind God. it blows my mind too but i can give you more also the, how about this one Deej? we know that god the father himself testified that jesus was his son Remember, he spoke from heaven in an audible voice that was heard by a whole bunch of people that were standing around Jesus. Uh, read it in Matthew 3.17. You want me to read it? Yeah, I'd just like to I read that I don't one. think I have this one marked. It's, it's in Matthew 3.17, and it's, it's repeated again in Matthew 17.5, and then Peter talked about it in 2 Peter 1.17, but just read one of them, Matthew 3.17. It says, and a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Go on, read 17.5 too. You're right okay. there. Well, I got to go ahead a little yeah. bit. This, you didn't I plan like, for me I, to read I this. I know it, but I like what's... 17.5? Yeah, read that one. I think it says pretty much the same thing. Um... But even as he spoke, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly son who brings me great joy. Listen to him. <laughs> oh, there, a little more little, oh, a little more detail. You know what that reminds me of? What? When grandpa was dying, you remember? Oh, he sat up. And, and he, he was talking something. to all... No, 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 no. Oh, no. What when he was about? talking to the entire family about God's grace, mm. and then he, he brought you over, and he said, Listen to what you're saying. You remember? Yeah, grandpa yeah. said that? Well, he thought I had a... Uh, or 
what do you call it? He thought I had a, I was ordained from God, like God had called me to voice the message that I was going to preach. And that's why I felt that too. Yeah. But dad knew it. Well, that's pretty amazing. And there were a lot of people around that heard that voice from heaven mm -hmm. that's recorded in history. And think about this. There are numerous people throughout history who have testified that Jesus is their Lord. And many of those people, a lot of them, gave their lives for that belief. I like to say, why die for a lie? Well, nobody would. Well, not, maybe one person, but that, that large many. group. Right, yeah, right. I don't think so. You know, could be the biggest conspiracy in the world, if that were true. Yeah. Sacrifice your life over and over and over again. Everybody who believed in them. You know, history and Christian history tells us also that all of Jesus' disciples, except John, were killed for telling others that Jesus was the Son of God. Right. Now, what I find interesting is this. All the disciples had to do to save their own lives was to stop talking and spread the news about Jesus. Or just say, yeah, it's a lie. You know? well, you're right. well, they wouldn't do that. Yeah, they because... refused to even stop talking about it, even when their lives were threatened. Think about it. People don't endure hardships and suffering, especially with the kind of joy that the disciples did. You know, Paul said, I counted a joy. He was shipwrecked, beaten, left for dead. He counted it in prison, singing. Bitten by a deadly snake. Yeah, and snake. counted it all a joy. No, people don't do that kind of thing without there being a true cause behind it. Yeah, take the Apostle Peter for an example, Dad. He denied even knowing Jesus when Jesus was alive, right, when right. he was first arrested. Remember Jesus said, yeah. by the time the crow... Oh, the crow. The crow. By, <laughs> by the time the rooster crows three times. By the time the crow roosters, yeah, yeah. you know, you're done. <laughs> by the time the rooster crows three times, you will have denied me. And Peter, yeah. Peter goes, no, I won't, but yeah. he did. But the thing is, after Jesus rose from the dead, Peter spent- and Peter saw him. Yeah. Peter spent the rest of his life preaching the good news that Jesus was the son of God and that he came to save all of us. Wow. You know, even Peter- was eventually crucified for teaching about Jesus. Yeah. And it's also also worth noting that Jesus appeared to over 500 believers. It's recorded yeah. after he rose from the dead. I think that's in 1 Corinthians. I got it here somewhere. 1 Corinthians 15, 15. 4 through 6. Yeah, read that. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day, just as the scripture said. He was seen by Peter and then by the 12. After that, he was seen by more than 500 of his followers at one time. Wow. So there you have it. The miracles that Jesus performed, A. Mm -hmm. B, the prophecies that he fulfilled, the amazing amount of them and the odds of filling only eight of them, but he fulfilled over 300 of them, B, the testimony of God the Father himself and the testimony of countless men and women throughout history. All that stuff confirms that Jesus is exactly who he said he was, the Son of God. Aren't you glad we believe it? Yeah. You should believe it too. And I'll add this. Every person knows deep in their heart that Jesus and God are real. 
DJ, read what it says, and I'll give you scripture for it. Read what it says in Romans chapter 1, starting with verse 18. Romans 1, 18 says, But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Wow. They know the truth about God. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. Wow. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his external power, his eternal power, and his divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Wow. Now, if we're going to be honest about it with ourselves, we all have an internal tugging. Yeah, I'd say a more of like a yearning. A year, yeah, that's a better word. That leads us to confront our need for God. And whether you're willing to admit it or not, there's a sense within us, every one of us, that tells us that God is real, Yeah, that he's true. And until we know him, something feels like it's missing from life. And we just don't feel complete. I don't know how else to say it than that. You know, it's evidenced by the fact that many, many people try to fill that void, that yearning for love, mm -hmm. that love need, yeah. as I like to call, with wealth or possessions or diving into their career, staying real busy, involving themselves with tons of friends and all kinds of relationships. But that internal void and hunger, that love need, that yearning as you yeah. call it, can only be satisfied by entering into a personal loving relationship with God. Let me give you an example of what you're explaining. Okay. Um, let's say you saw someone struggling with a task, but when you offered to help them, you were refused. Oh, that happens all the time. You yeah. say, can I help you? And they're just being no. kind. Yeah, they're they're like, no, no, thank you. No, yeah. I don't need your help. Yeah. I mean, I've done it. Yeah. People have like, who has I'm it? walking home or something and my friend's parents drive by. They're like, you need a car ride? I'm like, no, I'm good. But I, you, know. <laughs> you think, why did I do that? I could have really yeah, yeah. ride. <laughs> so, like, say you saw someone carrying a bunch of bags of groceries okay. across the parking lot, you know, and they got three kids they're trying to t take care of. They're carrying a dog on a leash. Or okay. Having a conversation on their well, cell I can phone. picture that in my mind. Yeah, you know, Arms full. They're kids. real busy. Yeah. And you go up to them and said, hey, can I help you? And they graciously refuse your help. But that doesn't mean that they didn't need it. Right, right. That's the point we're trying to make. And I bet you this, if you watch that person long enough, it's very likely that something's going to fall, something's going to run away, a dog or a kid, <laughs> or something's going to break. Yeah. You know, likewise, there are plenty of people in the world today who are busy denying that they need Jesus. Mm. Uh. But that doesn't mean they don't need them. Right. Just like that person walking across the parking lot with the kids and dog didn't need your help. But yeah, they, they said they didn't, but they did. Right. You see, the things that Jesus said are true for everyone. And one of the things he said was, heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall never pass away. In Mark mm -hmm. 13, I think 31. Yep. So that means that the things Jesus said are as true for us today as they were over 2,000 years ago when he first said them. That's right. 
Jesus is real. Jesus is the Son of God. And Jesus is the only way to eternal life in heaven and to get to have a personal relationship with God. The words he spoke, well, those words have direct implication for your life and for your eternal future. Yeah. I think that's a good place to end this week, Dad. Yeah, I think it is. And um, let's let's continue on with this next week. I, I want to get into some more details uh, about Jesus and what he said and what he did. And um, so we can ground ourselves and really understand what it means to be a Christian. So let's talk more about it next week. Please join us. Yeah. We appreciate you being here today. And uh, we appreciate all your comments. And uh, Make sure you like, comment, and subscribe. Um, we're slowly gaining subscribers on YouTube. Let people know about Reborn yeah, Report. Share it with your friends. And um, our mission is to help people understand God and get a loving relationship with God so they can see the blessings in their life. And the last thing I want to mention is ever since we wore that Bill stuff on our our Bill's gear on the Bills are three and zero. Bills are three and zero. So I'm wearing my Lakers well, shirt because the Lakers are in the NBA finals. And so you I'm know when when that, they, talk about the know. NBA when when we first started watching the playoffs. I'm not as big of basketball. I like basketball, but it gets long in the tooth. Long in the tooth. I don't have any right now. But <laughs> it gets the season is long. But when they started this playoff bubble thing that yeah, they're yeah. doing. And, and you like the Lakers because you love LeBron James. Right. Well, I started watching that with you, and I thought the Lakers didn't look very good. And LeBron James looked old. Yeah, you kept saying, DJ, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. They're going to lose. And then last, was a couple days ago, they're in the finals now, and they're playing the, who are they playing? <laughs> Tell me. Miami Heat. Miami Heat. And they blew them away. Yeah. And Le- LeBron James and um, Anthony Davis, they look, th- that duo looks unstoppable. Yeah, I agree. So I'm wearing my shirt to bring them good luck. We brought the Bills good luck. <laughs> well, the Bills play, um, who do? Raiders. Yeah. Las Vegas Raiders. Las Vegas Raiders. So we're hoping for another victory there. So we'll see you guys next week. We'll yeah, stop rambling you. about sports. Yeah. <laughs> um, Thanks for tuning in. Make sure you like and subscribe. Share this with friends. Thank you, guys. See you next week. Go Bills. Bye. Go Lakers.